Hey, what's up, Cyclone Nation? Welcome to a new Cyclone Fanatic podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Today we go off the record with Iowa State head coach Steve Crawl. Uh, the off the record name, clearly we're on the record if you're listening to it. It's because these are casual, sit-down conversations. Off the cuff, it's more, it's meant to be a laid-back type of atmosphere. And I sat down with Coach Prome on Wednesday afternoon in his office. The Off the Record series is always brought to you by the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. They've been sponsors of ours at Cyclone Fanatic for years. And I love nothing more than endorsing good people and good quality companies. And the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center are just that. If, you, uh, if you've been referred to the Iowa Clinic through myself or Cyclone Fanatic over the years, let me know. It's always good to hear about uh, men taking their health care seriously. Uh, remember, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your kids, your future wife. No matter what stage of life you're in, be a man. Go to the doctor. All right. Um, my conversation with Steve Prome today includes a uh, look back on this year, uh, Taylor Horton, Tucker, Lindell Wigginton, and the pros, next year's roster, some basketball philosophy stuff. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here you go, off the record with Steve Prome. Lawn care with unmatched service. Landscapes custom designed. Sprinkler systems installed and serviced. Thanks, Central Iowa, for 30-plus years of your support. A-plus lawn and landscape. Hey, guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs, and they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood, Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now, when I'm creating content for you at cyclonefanatic.com. It has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, it's been fantastic. I, I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same day, same week appointments, and they are really good people. And they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. All right, up here at the, uh, the Sukup practice facility today, Iowa State head coach Steve Prom, and uh, it's got to be a nerve-wracking time, baby. On the way, doing all right. Monday, ready to go, man. So we're excited. My wife's a trooper, and my kids are both really excited. And so uh, Monday will be a great day, and have our third child. That's. Uh, do you like being able to schedule it, or do you, would you rather like it be like, oh, honey, yeah. it's two a.m. We got to go. You know what? We we haven't. Uh, all three of them have been ended up being scheduled. Uh, Cass, you know, we we you know. We hadn't gone. She hadn't gone to labor. We ended up, you know, scheduling like if we haven't gone to labor by this date, then we're going in to yeah. and be induced. And then, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, the first two have kind of come the same way, and now this one. So it uh, it makes it a lot easier. At least you know a schedule. You know, so we've got a kind of a set schedule going into Monday. Do you, do the kids know? That, yeah. that another one's coming. Yeah, like, they do. They grasp it. Yeah, they do. Uh, I talked to Cass about it this morning. So. Um, he probably grasps a lot better than Francie does, but both of them are, are fired up. And somehow the kid's name is Floppy right now because that's all. For some reason, they started calling 
Is that like a character from a show or something? I don't know how they got it, but but uh, interesting. Anytime we told them about the real names we were thinking about, they just they got all upset and they said, "No, we're calling him Floppy." So that's his name. I uh, I was I was talking to somebody on my way in today about how different like your job is now compared to like when Tim Floyd was <laughs> not in this office because this building. Yep didn't exist but what the because the the news earlier this week about tailwind and that wasn't unexpected we all anticipated that but is it uh how different is this world compared to when you first got into coaching with you know got there's so many transfers on the market and got anybody can go pro like literally anybody can and they can get an agent now and still come back it's just it's just crazy like this time of year in your life yeah, you can test the waters if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, you can Let's you, go. you can try it. I don't know if you'll get drafted. <laughs> I don't think Taylor, I will. Taylor's got a better chance. Yeah, I think he does that. as well. Uh, but, you know, it is. It's it's very different. And, um, you know, it puts it can put you kind of, you know, in a, in limbo a little bit. But, you know, first and foremost, it's great for kids. Taylor's got an unbelievable opportunity. He's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. And I told him all season long, if it comes down the pipe to where you think – and we think that you could be a top 20, 25 pick, then you really need to look hard at at taking this step and, and moving forward. And so, and that's that's his thought process right now. He's still in school. He's still finishing classes and all that stuff. So he has opportunities if something didn't go perfect. But um, it's really good for him and his family. He had a great freshman year, impacted us, mm-hmm. uh, had a really breakout party in, in Maui. I thought he was terrific in Maui and really got on the scene nationally, I think, in Maui, and, and I think this team did too, going out to Maui and yeah. playing really well uh, simultaneously. But there is a lot of things that, you know, like we were talking off air, it's, man, you know your roster for, you know, two, three, four years. And it really didn't start until kind of like mid-90s where guys were really leaving school early. You know, Duncan was that last one to kind of stay through. Yeah, I think it was 95 his senior year, um, you know, but – you know, but that's when, you know, when I was in college, kid Antonio McDice was in 95 left as a sophomore him. and was the, the Nuggets pick in the draft. Right? Or the Mavs. Was to the, went to the Clippers and got traded to the Nuggets, uh, okay. but, but spent the majority of his time with Denver. Yeah. You know, that's when guys, and you had uh, Vince Carters and Rasheed Wallace's and Kevin Garnett's coming out of high school, and that's when that all trend really, really started. Uh, but before that, you know, you, you knew you were going to have guys for, you know, for sure three or four years. But this is great for them. Um, you know, the biggest thing that you have to prepare for, though, is if they leave to make sure you've got a competitive roster going forward. And, you know, uh, whether it's Lindell, you know, over the next, you know, week or Taylin, and that that would really be it, just those two. Tyrese mm-hmm. is, is is I don't even think he's going to go test the waters at all. Um, it's just where we're at with our game right now to where now you can sign with agents. Uh, they can they can give you transportation. They can give you uh, meals, lodging as mm-hmm. you go through your your workouts. Um, the landscape of the game has really changed, and so um, it just it it makes it a little different. It makes it difficult at times, but at the end of the day, it's it's great for a guy like Taylor uh, Lindell to get out there and be able to push the envelope and see how far they can go professionally, uh, but with still having the options to come back to school. The uh, the guys you do have coming back, though, I know that you – I don't know. Let me ask you about the tournament. When you get eliminated from the tournament, are yeah. you the type of guy who's, like, watching every game? Or 
Do you have a hard time watching? I, I didn't watch for a little bit, and then I watched a little of Sweet 16, but I watched a lot of the Elite Eight. I thought those games were really good. They're incredible. Um, yeah, that's the first year we've been knocked out in the first round, and then as as myself as a coach and, you know, really NCAA, NIT, you know, the times that I've been a part of that yeah. as a head coach, it's the first time we got knocked out in the first round. And so, man, it ends so quick and so suddenly in the way we played in Kansas City, you know, I just – I didn't even have the words to talk to the guys at the end of the right words because yeah. I saw such a longer – a bigger picture uh, as we were going down the down the stretch of the season there. But, you know, I did. I, I wanted to watch Texas Tech play Gonzaga. I was, I was really excited to watch that game, mm-hmm. you know, I, really two contrasted styles and then the texas tech uh, michigan game um you know the, the crazy thing is you know we played texas tech really really well back from little rock my first year here when we played beard and them to now you know going against tech there we've you know we've played them well uh and so i like to just see how people other teams attack them you know at their defense mm-hmm. uh because they are so good defensively but you know they've they've had an amazing year, but you really look at the those four teams and somebody put something out, just how experienced all those teams are. The mm-hmm. fifth year guys, the the seniors, you know I think only one or two teams start freshmen, um, but the one common thing you look at those teams is they got great toughness. Mm-hmm. They defend, um, you know, and you know they're really together. And obviously they're they're led by terrific coaches and. Should be a fantastic Final Four. I mean, you Michigan State and Texas Tech's going to be a, a, a oh yeah a physical physical game, and then on the other end you got Virginia and Auburn. That's two totally contrasting styles where one wants to really go and shoot yeah. threes, and the other one wants to control tempo. But uh, so it, it should be a big be a great weekend. But I watched the I watched the Final Four games, uh, the national championship game. I probably have. Tougher time watching because you're going to be I'll, in a, like a I'll hospital a, or yeah. something. Yeah, I'll be with my <laughs> wife, and uh, I probably don't need to do that. Yeah, did so. Tech goes into Kansas City and loses to the tenth seed. Yeah, and they're in the final four. Yeah. You guys won the thing, and and you got knocked out in the first round. So this always breeds like the conference tournament conversation, like. Oh, should you tank in the conference tournament to get um, time off? And and I, I'm of the opinion because I've experienced it so much. Like you can't replace those memories and that momentum. Like the lobby in Kansas City in the hotel after you all come back. I mean, that's just a that's a deal. Taylor Horton Tucker can be the next LeBron, and he's always going to remember that, right? And like to me, like I think that's overplayed. Every year, because now there's like, a, oh well, Tech got knocked out early and they got all this rest. And but I would guess Chris Beard would trade that for to be able to cut down the nets, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Chris would have loved to win the regular season, the conference tournament, and then and then go yeah. to the Final Four. Uh, you know, I mean, they had an emotional game here. Um, to, I knew to that win the, to win the regular season, and so that first game was going to be extremely, yeah. extremely <clears throat> tough for them, and. I didn't watch a lot of the game, but they didn't look like the same Texas Tech team from what I heard that night than they had looked no. for basically majority or pretty much most of the year. But I, I, I don't. I mean, the Duke won the ACC, and they went to the Elite Eight. And um, How many times have we seen that, like know. in the old Big East tournament when they had the 
Yeah. Like Syracuse that one year, they played on Wednesday, and then they ended yeah. up in like the Final Four or something. Uh, yes, yeah, so UConn did that. Yeah, UConn ran the table, yeah. and then and then went on won the national championship, won their last nine games. You know, and 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 then and some people say, well, the conference tournaments, you know, maybe they don't mean as much. Go watch when other teams. Go watch when Kansas won the last one. How they were fist pumping. Oh yeah. You know, go watch Baylor when they won it. You know, go look at the ACC tournament when people talking about Duke and the run they had there and. I, I don't know if the tournament was in Charlotte or Greensboro, wherever it was, the emotion of Coach Krzyzewski mm. and that team. And so um, what our guys were able to do in Kansas City against three really good teams, you know, Baylor, yeah. uh, Kansas State in, in Kansas City, and Kansas in Kansas City to go there and beat those three teams in three consecutive days and be four conference tournament titles in six years, awesome. that's – that's unbelievable, and obviously that goes back to Fred and and a lot of those guys from you know Kane and Edgem mm-hmm. and and Niang and and all those guys you know that are part of those teams on the you know Morris and Long and Thomas and Burton and then you know Wigginton and Shayok and Bab and you know Jacobson and all those guys. It's uh, unbelievable run. It's know. a great part of Iowa State basketball's legacy is like defending that Hilton South. I mean, yeah. that that's a deal where I think if you drew like a big mural of what Iowa State basketball is, Kansas City in those nets are a giant part of it. It's got to be. And I don't know how long it's been over in Kansas City. They um, It was the always – last how many years? I don't know how many. Yeah, it bounced around. It was in Dallas one year. They had it in Oklahoma City yeah. a few years, but – Predominantly the home over the course has been in Kansas City. Yeah, and so um, that's why everybody, you know, hey, well, they, it, it's in Kansas City. That's why. Well, we haven't won it 14 out of the last 16. <laughs> yeah. We've won it four out of the last six. And so give credit to Edgem and Niang and Morris yeah. and, and oh, yeah. Burton and those guys, um, Shayok and, and Wigginton and those guys for, for going over there and, and being the best team that weekend. And – um, that that place is a lot of fun. It's the best, and there's there's nothing like that locker room, or or really for me, just you know being with your family afterwards and watching those guys on the podium get that trophy, and mm-hmm. when the Big Twelve version of One Shining Moment they play that, and it's yeah. called Live Your Dream. Man, that's 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 all that's that's what you want as a coach, and you only have so many opportunities to win a championship. You have the uh, obviously you have these preseason tournament championships. Yeah. But I'm talking about for rings, where you're playing for rings and for connection, mm-hmm. for like lifelong connection and legacy. You have your regular season, you know, which Texas Tech won, and then you got the t- tournament, which we won, and then now you've got the national championship you're playing for. Um, and so, you know, you know, you know how much it means. Go watch, go watch the highlight clips of teams, other teams when they won, and how, yeah, you know, whether it's Duke or how much it means to those people. And you know, the ACC, you know, crazy enough, if you go back and look at the history of the ACC, the person that they crown as the true tournament champion of the league is the one who won the tournament. Really? Yeah. If you okay. go back and look at the history of the ACC, hmm. um, they've always kind of recognized that because I grew up in Virginia, so I kind of always followed the ACC and the Big East is what I kind of grew up on before I moved south to Georgia. Um, you know, and then back in the day, you had to win your conference tournament to even get in the NCAA tournament. That The Thursday, Friday of the conference tournaments, I won't say they're better than the NCAA tournament because that's those are pretty sacred days. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I had to 
like, I think I would really enjoy, I've always have to work those days. So I think that, cause you could watch literally every conference. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something special too, about the familiarity, like watching these teams all meet for the third time. I like that aspect of it at least like, cause he, like with you in Kansas state, it was a rubber match, right? Yep. With you and Baylor, it was, um, is it the cliche of beating? Uh, it's hard to beat a team three times, yep. or you know, like there's just all these storylines yep. that that I love about it. The the tournament brings storylines as well, but it's it's pretty unknown when you get into the round of sixty four. Yep, and it's and and we all know each other so well when you go there. But the one biggest thing I'll say to the Big Twelve tournament is when you do flip around your channels and you look at the ACC, the SEC, Big Ten, all these Pac twelve. Big East, man, the Big 12 tournament is so special. Yeah. I mean, the Sprint Center is phenomenal. Kansas City does an amazing job. Majority of our fan bases, uh, one through ten in our league, travel really well there to where when you flip on the 7-10 game or 8-9 game or the 1-8 game at mm-hmm. at, at, at 2 o'clock on, on Thursday, that's packed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's packed, and it's a tough ticket. You know, that's what makes that tournament so good, and I think the I think our league does such a great job. Um, you know, it should be in Kansas City right there, you know, forever, just because it's it's just a great location to where basically seven, maybe seven or eight of those teams can get there within you know three to eight hours. Can we uh, do a little bit on uh, guys coming back? Yeah, you good on that. Yep. Is Jacobson the leader of next year's team? He kind of seemed like he grabbed it. Yeah, I think we'll year. have a couple guys. I think uh, Prentice Nixon will, will take Yeah, a, he's the guy a, who everybody wants to hear about. I think we'll, he'll take a big leadership role. Obviously, Mike had a lot of success this year and has good toughness and character, and, and so I think he'll have uh, a, a good leadership role. And then I think Halliburton, Tyrese, uh, you know, leadership's in his DNA. Yeah. So I think he's got to play a big part in that. Um, I met his dad in Kansas City. I see where he gets it. Oh, man. Yes. He, that that guy is contagious with energy, and it's very good energy. Oh, man. he's. Uh, I could tell you – I don't know how long this podcast is, so we have to <laughs> well, do another one. But we could get him on here, and, and he, I want he, to. Would, he would love it. I he's mean, an he, inspiring guy. He would eat it up, and he's been uh, – he, he's great. And I've got so many funny stories from recruiting Tyrese <laughs> to where uh, he's a character, uh, to say the least. But he's, uh, he's a great supporter of our program and of Tyrese and – uh, he's very proud and should be of his son, but he's got a lot of energy, you know, and that's that's energy's contagious. Um, you know, he's got his Halliburton 22 shirt that oh, he, yeah. he carries and, and wears. Um, but I, I think we've got those three, you know, right off the top of my head. Uh, Solomon Young is kind of a leader by, by example. And then, um, you know, I like the young guys like George Conn, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to take a, a major, major step. Uh, going into this year, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how much he can grow. What about um, Hal Burton's game needs to not necessarily change, but develop from year one to year two? Because I know you kept you keep wanting him to shoot more. Yeah. And let's just, I mean, with with the guys gone who are graduating, and assuming you lose one or maybe two or whatever, um, you're going to need him to step up as a scorer, right? He's going to have to score more. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even – I don't have stats in front of me right now, but his assist-to-turnover ratio as a freshman, uh, to have the number of assists he had and never play the point position, 
basically, I don't know if he was a two or the three. I mean, you could call him either one, mm-hmm. but we played four guards. And so yeah. he's running a wing. Mario's running a wing. When you look at the starters, um, unbelievable assist to turnover ratio, great, great feel for the game. That thing he's got to get, do a great job of this summer and spring and summer is obviously improve on his body, improve on his shot. Um, and then work, you know, on ball screens to be more aggressive because he'll have the – if Lindell's returns, obviously he's the point guard. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't return, then, then you've got to probably move Tyrese over um, to that position. And, you know, obviously more than capable, great feel for the game, can really get people involved. But the point guard position, you know, I've always liked that guy to be aggressive and, and look to score at times. And uh, obviously Tyrese can really make shots, but – you know, got to get him to put pressure on the defense too as well. But he's a worker. He's in here all the time. Uh, like I said, he's got great character, great toughness, and really looking forward to, to the improvements that he can make this spring and summer. Condit told me he he came in at 205. He was up to 222. Told me he wanted to be 230 by the end of the summer. What um, What's year two of George Condit look like? Man, Under best case scenario, I think he 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 becomes a a name everybody in the country knows about. Um, the ability to really protect the basket, yeah, uh, to really run the floor, um, really understands pick and roll offense, uh, flipping screens, twisting screens, rescreening, um, and then making tough plays. And he's got great great energy, and he's got great character and toughness to him. Um, there's only one game I can remember where I threw him out. There, why I said, man, he's not ready tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Ohio State to the Kansas game, um, big guys, smaller guys. I thought the way he competed was terrific. And uh, well, he was great in Kansas City. Yep. Yeah. And you know, could he should he have played more? Could he have played more? Probably. You know. Um, but I thought he had a really good freshman year, uh, and I think he has a chance with his work ethic this spring and summer to be a guy that takes a huge step for our, for himself and for our program because I think he can, you know, he's got to, we got to get him a kind of a go-to move around the basket, continue work on his perimeter jump shot and, um, you know, some ball skills on the perimeter and, you know, when we try to spread the floor. But defensively, man, I think he's a game changer um, that he can really protect the basket, and that's huge. Nixon, you know, I haven't really seen him play. All I know is he was recruited by Larry Eustachy, and he played for Larry Eustachy, and that tells me he's got to be tough mm-hmm. to have the numbers he did under Larry. Yeah, he's he's going to bring immediate toughness to the perimeter on defense. You know, he's going to guard the opponent's best perimeter player, one, two, three, whoever that is. He can really, really get into the ball. He can get through ball screens. Um, he can draw charges. He's got a great toughness about him. And we saw the sit-out apprentice, so obviously now when he's playing, I think it's always going to ramp up another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the good thing, too, is he's a guy who can really make threes. And, you know, so you got two of your perimeter guys right now, and I'm I'm kind of the, hey, you know, um, you look at Lindell or Taylor to where, hey, just kind of put them off to the side right now. So he's looking at returning guys like Tyrese Prentice. Those are guys that can make shots right now from three, so that's a great thing. But Prentice can make shots. Um, you know, he can – he can, you know, he has the ability to score some as well. But the, the biggest the intangibles that he brings to our team are going to be huge. Um, a guy I, I think a lot of people are curious about is, is Zion uh, at the end of the bench. We just didn't get to see a lot of him this year. But I know that he got dinged up last summer. 
Yep. And it sounded like the whole time it was just kind of slow to get him back, and he was just – he never could quite – crack the rotation yeah he's a guy you almost as a coach you feel bad it's like all right man he he should have redshirted this year yeah you know and I, and I told him that and I apologized for that but the situation that we were dealt with we had eight guys mm-hmm. and so there was no room for red shirts we had four out and we had a guy sitting out so we had five guys out we started the season with eight guys mm-hmm. um and so I don't think people you know I think if you really look at what those eight guys were able to do to start the season and maintain and keep or get our name out there through Maui and yeah. beating Missouri. And obviously we had a tough game at Iowa, but I thought what those guys were able to do was huge uh, for this team to be able to get off to an 18 and five start. And Zion was a part of that. Um, you know, he played a little bit, had great energy, but I just think the injuries kind of set him back to start. Yeah. And then when we got our roster back in, in tow, you know, he kind of took the back seat. And then once you start going with the season and start moving quick, you know, if you're not playing, sometimes you can, you can, you know, kind of get behind a little bit with some things. And so he's a great kid. I thought every time we did throw him in, his energy was great. Energy in practice was really good. He's got to take the time this spring and summer to get his body right, get bigger and stronger. Uh, and then we just got to work on his right hand and his skill level because he's really a, a perimeter forward for us for the way we want to play. Uh, he's a guy that can stretch the defense, so we just got to continue to work on his shot to where he feels good from three and can be consistent. And I think he's a guy with a good spring and summer can help us at that four spot next year. When I look at the roster next year right now, because we know what Solomon can bring to the table. We've all seen it. Um, I think we know what Condit can be, and we know what Jacobson is. Do you do you look into playing a couple bigs at the same time more next year? I like could – or is that just something you just don't want to do? No, I'll look at it. I'll look at it. We'll work on it this summer. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it some in spring and, and some skill workouts. We'll work on a couple. There's really three main things we do if we're big, mm-hmm. things that I did when I was at Murray State, you know, when we, when we played big. And uh, back there I played two-thirds of the game big and a third of the game small. Here, you know, it's the last couple of years. Um, you know, when you're playing George at the four, my first year, you're really playing small and big. Yeah. Uh, because He's of his, such a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Burton, you know, you're almost playing small, but but he can play, you know, but he plays big. Yeah. Uh, last this year, we were more true just, hey, man, we're playing four guards out there because uh, Taylor's really just a guard. Um, I think next year we got to be ready to do both, and uh, we'll do that. That's a great thing about going to Italy this summer. We can get some extra practice. Oh, time I forgot so. you had that this summer. And great, so, yeah. Um, you know, whether it's George and Mike, Mike and Solo, Solo and George, I think we've got to, you know, we've got to look at some things offensively that we can do uh, with a big lineup. But if we do that, then I think there's some things defensively in case we play a team like an Iowa State that's going to play four guards yeah. and try to spread you out that we can we can, we can can counter with defensively. And whether that's with more three-quarter court pressure, whether that's with being better in our zone coverages or zone defense, we, we've got to take this summer and, uh, to really look at that. But I think you've got to right now um, think about, hey, we could possibly play big you know, 10, 15 minutes a game next year. Dumb basketball question for you, okay? You probably get this one from fans every once in a while. But I um, – so I had to, I have to watch Iowa a lot with my radio job, and I did a lot of the Iowa State women's games this year, and it kept coming up where, like, I would notice Iowa would get down, and then they'd slap on this press, and then they would always miraculously make some comeback to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of – Big 12 women's teams do that to the Iowa State women this year. And I always wonder, like, 
why are coaches so stubborn to not press more? To, like I, I've I've always wondered that because, and I've asked Billy. I always was hammering Billy about it, and he's like, "Well, but if you if they if you know that you're going to get pressed, then you can prepare for it, and it's not a big deal." Is it as simple as that? But because I always watch these games, and I'm like, "Come on, slap on the press." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing is you know trying to change tempo. Yeah, you know, trying to speed people up, uh, and then, <clears throat> and then the other thing is trying to turn people over. Um, but if we're playing. Uh, just for example, say you know Ohio State or Virginia or yeah Baylor, somebody that yeah. wants to really control tempo. They want to be in the three hundreds, okay, and th- is tempo. or Kansas State. You know, just because you're pressing them, whether it's three quarter court pressure or um, half court, you know, kind of yeah. one two two, whatever it may be, that doesn't mean that once they get it across half court that they're going to shoot it because if you're trained you know what I mean to yeah, yeah. to get it back out and we're going we're going to we're going to run get ball reversal and um then that's what they're going to do and so sometimes trying to speed people up you know it's not as easy as people think from that standpoint mm-hmm. to where especially if they get a lead like Ohio State jumps out 9 to 2 well, they've got they got the tempo right there right away. It's like a sixteen to two lead against you know, a and team so that because, plays fast, yeah. Because they can now now they're they're, they're comfortable walking up. But if they're down nine two, that's what's going to speed them up. Not necessarily pressure, but being down nine two because now their shots are going to be quicker. You know now they are going to maybe yeah. take a contested three instead of moving around for for a little bit better a three or a post feed, but. Um, you know, I thought you know I thought our three quarter court pressure w- was good for us at times this year. Yeah, uh, I don't think we t- we turn people over here and there, uh, but to change tempo at times or just you know take some time off the shot clock at times. Um, but it's like what he's saying is, you know, are you, well, Coach Finley from that standpoint is like you know West Virginia like you are prepping for that. Yeah, you are prepping for Baylor zone and West Virginia's press is unique. I mean that is. Mm-hmm. All out all the time. This year they didn't. They kind of got away from it just because, you know, personnel, I guess, driven. You know, Coach Huggins got away from it like they had in the past. But um, it is something we need to look at, especially next year if we are going to play big to where, um, you know, three-quarter court. The thing you got to be able to live with, though, if you're going to play like that is can you sell out to giving up easy basket? Are you okay with that if people get easy baskets at the end? You don't seem like a guy who's good at – Selling out easy baskets. Yeah, I'd rather. I mean, in 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 in, in, in the core, I mean, you'd rather. Uh, I'd rather be more three quarter to half court to where just be really fundamentally sound and tough half court defensively. Yeah. And man, we got to where you know this year we we were good defensively for for a good stretch. I mean, we weren't elite, but we were good. We were top twenty five. I mean, there's only seven programs at the end of January that were top twenty five in both offense and defense. Yeah, and we were one of those seven. That's what killed us this in, in 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 February. You can you can spin all these different scenarios, yeah, or yeah, uh, did the guys get into it or whatever? You yeah. know, like I was talking with Travis Hines earlier, we were talking, you know, in an interview with him. We weren't very good defensively. Yeah. Our offense is finished ninth in the country, but defensively in that stretch, we dropped in the seventies. You know, then we go win in Kansas City, but go look at those three games in Kansas City. We were elite defensively down there, and we were really tough. So here's where a guy like me usually disagrees with a guy like you that I've I've come to notice over the years. That's you, okay. You know Jess Settles? Yeah, yeah okay. the name. I don't know about the name. So he uh, he does analysis for the Big Ten Network, and he's on my show every Monday. 
and we always have debates because I always I have kind of an analytical brain where I never played at that level, and so all coaches and players and former players don't really buy into the three point defense being random because mm-hmm. you guys are all like, no, we got to put more pressure on them, and no. yep. but like if you talk to like Ken Pomeroy, like it's all pretty much random yep. when it comes to that. So like that was down the stretch. I'm like, man, you were all like in your press conferences, like we got to play better. We got to close out better. We got to do all this. And then I'm just like, no, they're just making all these shots. You know, you look at, <laughs> what do you, where do you, where do you stand there? Uh, a little bit in the middle. Okay. I, mean, I look at analytics a lot more now than I used to. Ken yeah. Palm, I, 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 watch, I look at Ken Palm all the time. Um, more so just to really say, all right, Baylor's Baylor's strength is A, B, and C. Their weaknesses, uh, D, yeah. E, and F. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you go to just say use West Virginia for example. You go there; they're not a great three-point shooting team. You know, <laughs> and they just go crazy, and they, and they shoot forty percent from three. And but part of that is they're shooting wide-open shots, and they're Division One players. They they got a lot better chance going. They have in. scholarships too. Yeah, <laughs> than, than they do going in thirty percent of the time if they're contested. Yeah. Uh, but also you have the ones to where, hey, we're at TCU, you know, we're up five, and Noy hits one yeah. from his hip in the deep far <laughs> corner to cut it to two. Yeah. You know, that's a huge shot. Then you got one where the game's tied, minute to go, whoever next to makes the next shot is probably going to win the game. And they hit a contested three. And yeah. so yeah. Baylor, we're down two here, and they come off a ball screen and – we don't close up high enough, and they make a big shot. And so, part of that is, you know, percentages, and part of that's you got to defend better. But I, I, I would look at the three-point shot more at man. I, I've got to go back and watch to see if we defend it the right way. Because yeah, man, you should be able to make open shots at this level if you're playing. And a lot of them too for you guys during that stretch. I felt like we're on second chance opportunities too. You look at, I mean, you you go back and look at um, the TCU game to start the second half here. I mean, both their first threes were on second-chance opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, down the stretch, Ohio State, I mean, when we had the game back kind of even, yeah. man, they, they the, what they killed us with was the glass, the last five minutes, man. They dominated us, you know, right there in the paint, second-chance opportunities. And, and so, you know, you can look at a lot of things. Everybody punches these numbers now. A lot of people are analytics guys. A lot of people are not. It's I, usually I kinda, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle, yeah. I think, at the end of the day. But I think you've got to look at all of it. you got to watch your tape. Yeah. And then you got to look at Ken Palm and, and these other analytics to see, hey, you know, what do we do well? You know, what do we not do well? Because they are punching numbers when they look at it. So yeah. some of it's obviously got to be true. The one thing I've kind of picked up on, too, I've, I've really watched Virginia closely this year. Uh, I like Tony a lot. I, I've just kind of been an admirer of his for a decade or so. And um, a lot of people think it's really boring basketball. I've come to really appreciate it more, though, just in the sense that I've, I feel like you would probably appreciate this as a coach. I kind of view the game more of like through the coach's lens now than I probably did 10 years ago. It's probably because I've gotten older. But those guys are so in sync. Like, you talked about the discipline. They don't have chuckers. No. Like, that, to me, like, in the year 2019, with the AAU culture and all this stuff, it's really diff- – it's got to be hard for to play that style and to get the right amount of players who will buy into it, right? It's just – it's fascinating to me watching them play. 
Because these guys don't really care about their stats and stuff. Yeah, he's 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 the best of the best, and he 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 he. You know, Coach Finley had a quote this year. I guess his team was wear it right. Like he yeah he wears it right in in every aspect. You know, the things that I talk about that I think important of a foundation of a player and a person, spiritually, socially, academically, athletically. Uh, he he does it. He he checks all the boxes. Um, winning is fun, you know. There's nothing, no matter how you do it, nothing boring <laughs> with winning. And sometimes you gotta, you know, that Ohio State game was ugly. But if Nick makes a shot and we go to overtime, we win in overtime as an ugly game. But we won't, you know. But, but then we, we're all talking about how gritty the Cyclones were yep. to hang on and yep. pull it out. And yeah. so, um, you know, what Tony's been able to do. I mean, he's got his system offensively, and they're very, very efficient in what they do. I mean, they're top five in offense and defense. Uh, very, very efficient. I still think they win on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, but offensively, they're very, very efficient. And when they're making shots, obviously they're really tough to guard. Uh, everybody knows their roles. Uh, they do a great job of, you know, of of making sure it gets the third side screening. Guys that can make shots. And then they've got a couple, really, you know, Hunter, and they got they got some they got some good pieces too. Isn't that why we love the college game though? Because you know, in the NBA, it's pretty much one style. You got threes dunks you know there's no like but when the, the college game gives us auburn versus virginia yep. in the final and it's like holy crap something's got to happen here yeah you know somebody has to win out yeah and that's that's i think that's what makes this game the best the best game there is it's just college basketball you've got so many different styles and so many styles that can win whether it's auburn and fast-paced offense or virginia and <clears throat> auburn and Basically, fast-paced offense and defense with their pressing. Virginia with half-court. Everything is half-court offense and defense. Uh, Michigan State is offensive pace and tough-minded defensively and rebound and half-court toughness. And then you got Texas Tech that wins with uh, unbelievable approach on the defensive end uh, and very efficient offensively. Um, you know, they don't run a lot of stuff. They run their motion and they get the ball to Culver. Um, you know, but they've got, you know – as you go forward, you look at, you know, Matt Mooney's had a phenomenal year. He's got a chance to, you know, I think make a lot of money playing. And Tariq Owens has been, been huge for them. And then, and then obviously Culver. But all those teams, man, like I said, it's it's toughness. When you're really watching and break it down, when you're watching these teams, man, great toughness. Um, you recently got an extension. Congratulations. Thank you. Coach Finley just got one as well. So the basketball offices are very stable here. Yep. At Iowa State, um, why are you so in love with this place? I mean, I'm sure that you had some other opportunities that you could have explored, and you wanted to stay at Iowa State. What What's the situation? Man, I'm big into um, first and foremost. Uh, Jamie's been phenomenal to me. Um, you know, I think the really the, even in the stretch that we didn't play great this year, um, he was awesome with me, um, mm -hmm. and that that meant a lot. Um, but I'm 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 into like you know I was at Murray State for ten years you know if you look at my track record I was at Southeast Louisiana for six years and, and Murray State for ten years um, I, I want to get somewhere and, and really make an impact and really be invested uh, in that community and that school and the players and former players mm -hmm. um, that's what I think it's about. Um, I don't think it's about – I'm not one of those guys, hey, man, let me see if I could try to get this job or try to get this job. Like, that's not what 
I ever got in this business for. Um, I would never have thought I'd be where I'm at today. Um, Iowa State presents unbelievable fan base, great administration, best league in the country. Uh, we've had great success over the last eight years from, from Fred into now. Um, so, you know, why not here? Why not Why not want to be here when you got a great community? Um my my son's favorite color is red. There you yeah. go. You know what I mean? It's just, but his favorite color is red because he grew up, I, I think, just here, yeah. you know? And so. This, yeah, he was just a baby when yep. he got the job. And so, um, so when you know what you want, there's no reason to mess around with other stuff or, or to explore or, you know, it's, this is where I want to be. I want to be the best coach I can here. Hopefully it's good enough, you know, for 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 people to be be excited and happy and satisfied, and that I can be here for a long time to where, um, you know, you can you can be one of the greats that come through here, um, and this can be one of the 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 great greatest times of Iowa State basketball. Uh, but but when you're looking at a job and this is you have other opportunities, you, before you get here or while you're here. It really comes down to what do you want, mm -hmm. you know. And as a college basketball coach, you want for me, you want a great college town. You want a place that that that's going to come out every night and support you. Uh, you want to work for really good people. Uh, you want great relationships with other coaches um, that you work with, Matt, Coach Finley, Christy, who Kevin Dresser, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and then you want to be in a town that you feel comfortable raising your family uh, and that your kids can grow up in. And um, and like I said, then you can have an impact. And so this this has everything. And then you also, my thing too, the way I've come up through this business, I worked for my boss for 12 years before I got my first opportunity out of my 13 years as an assistant. I think loyalty in this business, um, I take that very, very serious. And Jamie gave me a, my opportunity. Um, and and so you know i've got a great deal of loyalty to this place and to him it seems uh i really admire that it seems rare in this day and age i don't not to talk down on your business no i mean the business the business is what it is everybody knows what the business is like and so um you know that's why you know that's what this is this is a you know i've been really lucky i've i've been a head coach at two places and you know not to talk about murray state but it's really like a mini Iowa State. That's yeah. what it really no, I get is. It. I it's get just it. because what do you what do you sell at Murray State, right? I mean, if Fans, you want, right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. that's all you got. I mean, there's when I first got there, the only restaurants you could go to eat at is Applebee's and Cracker Barrel, mm. and so you've got two things to sell. You got a you walk into a they got a great arena, and you can walk in there and sell all this tradition, and then you've got people that are unbelievably passionate about Murray State, and so. Now you come – so when you're looking to leave there, it's like, well, you better have a lot of similarities because if not, you're going to be frustrated. So when you look at Iowa State and you say, hey, we're going to play in front of 14,000 every single night. We're going to be on ESPN through our whole conference season, let alone three-quarters of the offseason – excuse me, three-quarters of the non-conference. You know, and you've got a fan base that really lives and dies with what you do and – People know about Hilton Magic. I watched Hilton Magic. And like I said, I always said is when this job opened up, I was driving to Paducah uh, to take my wife uh, on our anniversary date. And when it opened up, I I said to her, I said, man, now that's one place I would leave here for because it's got all the things that I want.
And you would have a hard time based off of my conversations with you going to some bigger name or whatever, but it's not a basketball like where it's not valued. Yeah. How could you when you walk out there in January and you got, you know, 7,000 people? I mean, it's sad to me because I remember what, not to, this, I love Lon Kruger. Everybody knows that who listened to me, but they, they don't, they don't get the crowd anymore. And like, I remember there in, um, Stillwater used to just be crazy. I've gone to games there to cover them. And I'm like, you, you realize how fortunate Iowa state is to have the support and its fan base with Hilton. It's a whole different deal. It's incredible. I mean, I was down at your Texas game this year. It's another example. Yeah. And, 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 and even in a, in, um, you know, even like senior day, you know, when we do our speeches at the end, you know, to have out of a, you say you had 13 or 14,000 there that day to still have about 10,000 stay. Yeah. After a loss. Mm. That was cool. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I tell everybody this, I tell our guys all the time, man, on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, if we're not playing, turn, turn on TV on and see what the, see what the crowds are like at these other schools. Does, does a experience, I was wondering this, does an experience like Kansas City, or anything in Hilton where I say Kansas city because the guys are mingling with the fans so much. Like I saw George Condit taking pictures with 50 kids in yeah. Lindell, any of them. Does that change a guy? Like, cause you always talk about playing for the, for the people and for, for Iowa state, you yeah. say that all the time. Do those experiences help you when you're trying to push that on the team? Man, I hope so. I, I hope so. It's got to just it's to got see to the actual somewhere. people who are yeah. spending money to go watch and play. That and then, as big as that is, Naz Long being there. Yeah. Uh, and then talking to the team afterwards. That was because cool. <laughs> I'm talking to the team afterwards, and you're having your your championship moment, and then I start, you know, and I'm soaking wet, <laughs> and and Naz is over there. So I said, man, you you talk to the team for a minute. So I start introducing him, and Taylor goes, "Hey, Coach, man, we know who he is." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right, man, Nas, come over." Here. Um, but and then the, and then some of the former guys kind of being jealous, like, "Man, I wish I was there," yeah. you know. But um, you know, this this is a unique place. I mean, it really is. I mean, I've said it; everybody knows it. Um, you know that's what that's where that's where the pressure comes from to win and be successful because um you want to continue to move the needle uh but do it the right way yeah um you know but Kansas City's phenomenal i mean there's nothing like it i mean it's and then to be able to win the two of the last 3 years it's almost it's it's crazy uh and like i said four of the last 6 you know that speaks volumes of the thing of the program and the players yeah i just think that I don't know, like if you're if you're struggling with a guy to buy in to the culture and all that stuff, like I figure, I don't know, maybe I'm just too like small town Iowa, but like five or six little kids wearing cycling wearing your jersey coming up and it, I mean it's got picture. to it I mean, has it, to get into these guys. It's head. got to when I mean you're cutting the nets down and you got that's why got, Naz and George were Naz and George. It wasn't because they were just born cyclone fans. Yeah. These guys were from Canada and yeah, and, Northeast and, United and States, Boston and and. This is just such a – the fan base is unbelievable. And you, so you hope that – you hope it helps. You know, George knows that George's dad played football here. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Mike's from, you know, Des Moines. 
Um, but you hope it resonates, you know, with your guys because that's at the end of the day, man, if you're playing and you really got an investment in Iowa State, you know, man, you got a chance every night. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I said I've been really lucky to to be at somewhere, two places that it meant something to put that jersey on and it meant a lot to those people there, you know. And so – um, that's what thing you just you know as a player and a coach you don't want to let those people down because there is a huge investment. Well, congrats on um, a really solid season. Congrats on the extension, and best of luck on the spring period. I know that it's got to be ner- <laughs> nerve wracking because there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, there are there's a lot of moving parts, and you just you really got to just kind of go day by day. If you start going, and I'm 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 always trying to plan a week, two, three, four weeks yeah. out. If you start doing that, man, I think you can really start. I think you just go today. Hey, where are we at today, and where do we want to go for tomorrow? Um, I like the core we got coming back. Um, you know, Taylor obviously has announced, and we'll support the heck out of him. And Lindell will will. You know, I'm, I, I would, I would sure he's gonna, you know, go through the process as well, and we'll support the heck out of him. And then whatever's best for those guys will be, you know, be decided by them and their families. And then we'll go forward. Um, and if they, if they do move on, we've got obviously that's a lot of points you got to replace. And then we've just got to try to figure that out here in the spring. If not, if they're back, then then obviously I think you look at a, a roster that has a a lot of really good returning pieces. Appreciate it, Coach. Go uh, enjoy um, being dad. Thank you. you got, best of luck with all that. And I will say this, man. This this is like the clearest. This is the, like the best headphones I've ever put on. These are like, you like the it? most. Yeah. This is. Are we giving a? Does this a shout out to a sponsor or anything? Or <laughs> no? I mean, these are like <laughs> these are high level. Yeah. Well, I mean, we only do it. We only do the best at Cyclone <laughs> Fanatic. <laughs> we don't slack off at all. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate all right. Thanks, guys. All right.